Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is an exciting show. Today is Best Served Podcast 328, and I'm going to be introducing you to Alejandra Gonzalez, who's going to be our host. You will no longer have me on for a new channel called Best Served in Espanol. This is episode one where we're going to meet your your new host, and this will be 100% in Spanish. So this will be for our bilingual audience, which so many, they are truly the lifeblood, the backbone of the hospitality industry and are often overlooked, undervalued. And so this was an opportunity to have Alejandra be a voice for so many of those who make this industry possible, make it what is so great. And uh, I'm excited about the opportunity for this show to come out. We have a great lineup of guests coming up over the next month to kind of introduce uh, Alejandra and this idea for Best Served. So really honored. You'll see some articles coming out. So just a lot of content for our bilingual audiences. And uh, it's truly, truly an honor. So no further ado, I want to bring in Alejandra Gonzalez of Localetta in Denver. Alejandra, good to see you. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Bien, bien, ¿y tú? Muy bien, gracias. Thank you so much for inviting me, Jensen. Thank you for allowing us to be on this journey together. I could not be more excited to have you be here. You and I only met, what, three weeks ago, a month ago. We made this happen very, very quickly. The timing, I, I believe in timing, the timing was so perfect that you're launching your business, Localetta, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, we got to interact and just just such a thinker, an innovator, somebody I believe is going to make a lot of uh, impressions on this industry, new to this industry, right? So you have mm -hmm. fresh eyes and you have a lot to learn. And I think that's that's motivating to you. You have an amazing mission and vision, uh, great personality, the hair, the red hair, all of it. It really, <laughs> really is something that I felt like was was great to present. And you had no hesitation. Uh, just like us, we have no idea what the hell we're doing, yet we continue to do it. And it continues to have an impact on the people who feed their community. So I'm honored to have you be a part of this. I'm excited for you to take the show. I'm excited, excited, excuse me, for En Espanol to to take a life of its own and i think you're going to be a great steward and champion for this audience so excited about that let's give people a little background uh where you're from originally give us some of those early days what were you like as a kid uh you know i'd love to hear maybe early food memories just down a little bit of uh early days for alejandro gonzalez oh for sure thank you so much jensen um soy una inmigrante mexicana alejandra gonzalez born and raised in Parral, Chihuahua, and then uh, moved to Denver 13 and a half years ago. And so, uh, like you said, I am new to the industry as I opened my own business, um, an ice cream shop where we are celebrating uh, a traditional Mexican dessert, paletas. Uh, I'm sure a lot of your audience members have heard about paletas. You have had paletas. I'm bringing my own touch to them. 
uh, and super, super excited that you invited me. Like you said, we only met three weeks ago and there was chemistry and I was just super honored that you decided to include me into your show. Um, just trusting me. <laughs> yes, I I am true a true believer and this is hard for people in this industry, right? We have to prove ourselves again and again and again and again. And it takes so much uh, physical, emotional, financial labor out of us. And I think I'm so big now, like trust is given. Like it doesn't have to be earned, it's given. And I truly believe that you're going to, to do a great job with this because we have very aligned visions. And then I'm gonna get the hell out of the way, let you and Sophie and everybody else be able to build this into something something very special, something unique and something that really speaks to you. So I do wanna stay with that. Talk about, you know, I'm interested in those, those food memories. Like we just talked about your abuelita for a moment the other day, how, you were really trying to go into that introspective journey for yourself. What do you remember? What are those early childhood memories? And definitely, I want to know when the paleta became something that you remember as a kid as well. Sure. So, yeah, what I was telling you the other day is a, a little story of what happened as, as I was growing up. And Chihuahua is a desert area. It's the biggest right. state in Mexico. And so um, it's super hot. <laughs> you know, you think that it's been really hot here in Colorado. It's definitely much hotter in Chihuahua. And so um, we have something called mangoneadas. I don't know if you've ever had them, but my grandma, she's always been an entrepreneur. She's always had her little tiendita where, you know, people will get their basic needs, leche, huevo, tortillas, things like that, pan. Um, and so she just decided because she will see all the kids playing around in the streets and everything to make some mangoneadas for all of us. But the, I don't know, it's very funny to me because her freezer was tiny, right? And so there's only so many mangoneadas that she could make at once. Um, uh, and it was like a hot her, commodity. Everyone wanted to get their hands on it because there was right. only a few. <laughs> Yeah, there was only 10 mangoneadas available. And so as we were playing, you know, everybody wanted one, but only the fastest kids would get it first. Ah, um, that's true yeah. entrepreneurship. Scarcity <laughs> and urgency are two things that help sell a product. So even yes. if resourcefully, not only having the means to have 10 of them, still that 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 built up demand and kind of allure and mystique. I think that's I think that's very interesting. Uh for for you then, you know, so. There was something magical about that. There was only 10 in the freezer. It was unique. It was so personal to you. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Localetta now. And so I want everyone to remember that story, that little tidbit of a story, because I want to come back to it, because I think it'll help crystallize why you're doing what you're doing. But give people a high level kind of what and why are you doing Localetta and uh, introduce us to Localetta a little bit. Of course. So Localeta has been a dream of mine for many, many years. Um, I believe in the uh, philosophy of paying it forward. Like I said, I'm a Mexican immigrant. I moved to Colorado 13 years ago. My dreams definitely have expanded ever since I came. Um, goals and missions and everything just I, I just I don't know, was introduced to a whole new world. I didn't speak any English back then, so I had to start from zero, just as if I was a kid learning, you know, the colors and some words here and there. Uh, that your was, English is amazing, by the way. It sounds like you, you, you're a natural, so I appreciate, I appreciate you. the hard work. 
that went into it. I know how much our industry appreciates hard work, so mm -hmm. they can appreciate how far you've come uh, as a communicator because in the food industry, hospitality, we're communicators. We just use food, beverage, hospitality, paletas as the form, the vehicle to communicate. So I, I appreciate that. And so Localeta, uh, give us some, some more of the details as, sure. as we have a good amount of audience in Denver, Colorado, kind of what can they expect? How can they get the product? Let's let's plug a little bit. I want you to get a lot of value out of this. You can if you're if you're watching right now, you see uh, localeta.co or at localeta.co are your website and your your handle so that they can go check out your story. They're at the very beginning, so you get to see the early stages. I think people love that. But Localeta, how do I get these paletas? When can I get these paletas? Um, the paletas are coming soon, probably by the middle of August. Fingers crossed, you know, there is August, a, a, August 2020, uh, 2021. Look out, Denver. Yes. There okay. we go. <laughs> I like that. I love that. Um, and it, we're going to be in a um, it's called it's Chef Chef Ready. They're ghost kitchens. So I'm um, one of their 10 tenants. It, we're focusing heavily on um, the delivery service aspect of it. Everybody right now, you know, is ordering a hamburger, is ordering a pizza. Well, let's order some paletas for dessert to have later on throughout the day. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll be having um, the paletas delivered through the most popular delivery platforms, Grubhub, uh, Uber Eats, all of those Postmates. Um, and so my paletas are, of course, very special to me, but they're also super healthy. I, you know, became very consciously um, aware of what the, ingredients I was consuming. And so health is super important to me and especially the way that I feel after eating something. Right. So paletas mexicanas back in, you know, where I grew up, they were made with natural ingredients. But as I became aware of really what goes into the paletas, I realized that some of them not, not even um, use actual milk, it's powder. And so I'm like, I want to bring this traditional dessert back, but using the best of the best ingredients that I could possibly find. So it's gonna be organic milk, organic fruit, uh, no additives, no fake coloring. I want my paletas to just be as real as possible. So. I um, appreciate that because so often you see this happen where there's, there's this cultural boom potentially in a food item where it gets a lot of attention and then very quickly we try to mechanize everything around it drive profit margin and then basically sell to the lowest common denominator and what you end up with is a product paletas which are so relevant to culture and we'll talk about that a little bit more mm -hmm. as as we go on yet they became filled with xanthan gum and sodium bisulfite and you know, binders and fillers and high fructose corn syrup and powdered milk. And, and, you know, like it just, it becomes a, a caricature of itself. It no longer is or represents. And then what happens a lot is somebody's first introduction to something that's so meaningful to you, so delicious when it's in its purest form, they go this like this right. is a paleta because they're introduced to the mass market version of it. So mm -hmm. I appreciate one, the the commitment that you have to the challenge that you have to break through, because also what happens is then there's a lower ex expected value for that mm -hmm. product. Mm -hmm. Why would I pay your price 
when I can get four of those for the price of one of yours. They're just not the same. It's not the same experience. It's not the same product. It's not the same vision and message. So really want to unpack that for people. I also like that you're going into a carry out and delivery because I think no matter what, if you end up with a, a nice little like shop, which I would love to see for you, mm-hmm. especially with uh, your style, your branding, your face-to-face communication, uh, yet carry on delivery is where it's at. It's how you're going to bring your product into the most people's homes as quickly as possible, understanding the technology and all that. So just wanted to pat you on the back for a couple of things real quick with the audience there because we've done a lot of work uh, together on that to kind of help you get your mission aligned with your ability to actually execute. Mm-hmm. And so mission, let's talk about that. You, uh, the the reflecting back and thinking about uh, your mother and your grandmother, Abuelita, the story that you just told mm-hmm. was really important for you to get to the, your core message, who you are and why you exist, why you're going to create this this product specifically because we've talked about a lot on the show right you gotta stop selling food start telling stories the food is just the proof that you are who you say you are you're trying to represent your culture your own immigrant journey you're trying to pay it forward so let's talk about mission and vision a a little bit our audience loves that they love mission and vision because i won't shut up about it so let's not (laughs) shut up about it tell us mission and vision what do we need to know about why you're doing this Thank you, Jensen. Yes, I'm super, super excited. Uh, My mission is really the biggest motivator uh, why I'm doing what I'm doing, which is not easy by any means, Um, especially being so young. I mean, I am young, but (laughs) I'm in the younger side of this industry, I feel like. And so um, my mission, I'm creating Localeta so that I can create um, scholarships for uh, first generation college college students, especially immigrants and refugees. Like I said, I myself am an immigrant and I came from Mexico, not knowing any English, having to go to high school twice um, so that I could learn the language. And it was significantly hard um, finding scholarships for students like myself. Right. And if it hadn't been for people, private donors mainly and institutions, organizations that believed in me and saw potential in me as a student um, that they invested. And that's how I was able to graduate from college. And then later on, I had a grad uh, degree. I went to graduate school. But now it's my time to pay it forward. Now it's my time to contribute and, and be a bridge um, to, you know, to help first generation college students achieve their own academic dreams, just like I did, you know, five years ago. So that is my mission. I truly believe in education. I believe in entrepreneurship. And I know that this is a way for many students like myself and young immigrants and refugees to become financially stable. I do believe that this, uh, by them earning their degrees because they're so passionate and determined to earn their education, then they can go and open their own businesses as well and and become financially stable. So that is my biggest vision. That is is a mission worth pursuing, right? That is helping to impact the lives of individuals you've never met before. That's Mm -hmm. And the vision to be able to carry that through into the future, that future generations of first generation uh, students, the, of immigrants, of refugees, uh, it means a lot. And I think connecting that to hospitality, I think, does a couple of things, right? So for Best Served, you mm-hmm. know, we exist to amplify the worth and work of those who feed their community. 
And the work part is challenging. This is a hard industry. Mm -hmm. It is unrelenting. And we're doing a lot of work to disrupt the status quo of the way this industry is supposed to be in -hmm. big old air quotes. Yet the worth side is a bigger challenge. Because so often, you know, we're just told you're just a cook, like it's just food, it's just this, you know, it's it's Mexican food, it's cheap. Like, why should I invest money, time, and effort into that? I'm gonna pay a bunch of money for uh, French food or Italian food, but Mexican food needs to be, you know, mm-hmm. dirt cheap for a couple bucks for a taco because I don't value the the food, I don't value the tradition, I don't value the people, and mm-hmm. so we carry that weight with us. And because so many of us got in this industry when we were you know, 16, 17 years old, 13 years old, right? We didn't know any better that we are, they talk about essential workers. We call them indispensable. Essential doesn't even begin to cover it. And we recognize the value that somebody who's willing to feed their community has. And we need to start communicating that to ourselves. So the Mm -hmm. fact that you're creating an opportunity for somebody to come and work for you to then be able to further their own education, Mm -hmm. right? That now has value because you're saying, not only do you have value for your physical labor, but you have value for the potential you have to impact your community and become financially stable. So I want to like really highlight that. I'm just going to be a hype man for you this entire episode (laughs) uh, because I really believe in what you're doing. And I want to make sure everyone is paying attention, not just to the show that we're going to produce together, but the work that you're doing, the mission that you're going to serve, which I think is so, so important. Let's talk a little bit now about the product itself. I want to get people inspired every time we talk about the the product itself and how it pulls on the thread of Mexican tradition, Mexican culture, and especially Mexican food. The most top three most diverse food cultures in the entire world. And all we know is nachos and quesadillas. And it's very, (laughs) very sad and very unfortunate. Somebody who grew up uh, in Southern California spent a lot of time in Mexico and had such a strong relationship with those communities, I know what you're speaking of. I know how important paletas are, right, to to the family unit. I've been to those cookouts, and when the paletas come out, the kids go into a frenzy. It's it's palpable. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the product itself and what a paleta like really is. Let's talk about that. I want I want you to talk. You mentioned the mango. I want you to talk about mango chili as maybe the catalyst, the flavor that most expresses what you believe in and the culture and all of that. Give it to us. Let's let's hear it. All right. Uh, well, I don't know if I can actually explain it as 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 much as it is felt, uh, but definitely Perfect. It, even better. <laughs> Um, but it's, it represents family, represents uh, our love for life, really Mexican me- people, Mexican culture is so rich in so many ways. Um, it's colorful, vibrant, uh, exotic, and uh, delicious. <laughs> All of our dishes, uh, you know, even a quesadilla, once it's made with love, it tastes like heaven, you know, like the, the tortillas made by hand uh, with real masa and fresh ingredients and it was seriously all the love uh, that the Mexican people just bring into like they it's it's just a part of them so I do believe that making paletas is in my DNA um, my family on my dad's side they grew up all making ice cream they're from the capital of the paletas they're called um, it's called it's in Tocumbo Michoacán so my dad was born there and then they he moved later on in Chihuahua. And so I, I do love ice cream and I knew that I wanted to open my own business so that I could pay it forward. And I just 
finally accepted that I'm a paletera. <laughs> and so I, I just have to let it out and let my creativity flow, still honoring that traditional dessert, but bring, putting my my two cents, you know, all my love, all my care to it. And I think that's that's what's going to make them just be different, just being localetas, letas, you know, like the paletas from localeta, nowhere else. That's it, right? We talk a lot about it, you and I, and on this show, nobody should be able to copy and paste your message and have it work for them. It can only work for you because it's only your message. And so often we, you know, we put up a facade and have to use empty words because they're more marketable. They're they're better sales tactics. Mm-hmm. Yet you have to be so true to yourself. I, I want to talk about the mango chili. I want to talk about the flavor specifically because I want people to start to to mark their calendars and be following your journey to make sure they get these paletas. However. Something that you just said was very interesting. You had to embrace the fact that you are are meant to make paletas. Mm-hmm. It's in your DNA, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned how much you believe in education. Now, mm-hmm. there's an interesting dynamic at play, especially for first generation in our country, where there's so often a lot of family pressure to become successful, whatever that means for you. You're supposed to be a lawyer, a doctor. You're supposed to be something that creates a completely different financial, economical impact for you and your future generations than for generations previous, right? We, we know that pressure. And in, in Mexican culture, it's, it's very deep-seated, right? Mm-hmm. Your family worked three jobs to be able to get you to this point. You're not gonna go and make ice cream, right? Mm-hmm. There, there can be that pressure. Touch on that for a moment, what it's like uh, you're embracing that. How's the family dynamic? I know a lot of our, our Mexican audience, our, our bilingual audience can resonate with that, especially being first generations and or immigrants themselves. Talk about that for a moment. Totally. Uh, Jensen, you touched on something that is so true. And I think for me, yes, I know that I said that building Localeta has been a dream of mine for years, but only acknowledging and really honoring has been for the last two. Because like you said, um, I, I have never felt any pressure from my mom um, you know, about what type of career I, I needed to pursue. Never. Yeah. On the contrary, she always um, encouraged education. And that's why I'm like, I got to go to college somehow. But I never imagined that I would end up going to a private institution in Colorado as an immigrant. Right. Um, so it was more internal. It was more from me that I said, I have a freaking master's degree in strategic communication. Why Why do I want to go sell paletas? Yeah, right. <laughs> I should be working at a big organization, changing the world, you know, become a big executive. And it was a conflict, an internal conflict that I had within myself because um, I thought that that's what I should be, the things that I should be doing. But I've been healing, truly. Um, it's it, like you said, you believe in timing. So do I. Yeah. Um, it's been a true journey, uh, as much as you know, corny it might sound, but it it truly is. It's a process of um, embracing who I am. I a part of me, the rebel side of Alejandra, is that I didn't grow up with my dad. I didn't have a strong mm-hmm. relationship with my dad, and so to me, saying that I wanted to make paletas like he taught me, really, because he did teach me how to make paletas was huge, was significant. Um, Unfortunately, my dad passed last year and it was through that process 
that I I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop pretending that all of this inside of me doesn't exist. I'm going to stop, you know, holding myself back and, and not become who I truly am, like embracing who truly I am just to be bitter um, because I was, I was, I had so much um, no positive feelings embracing that I'm, I'm a paletera <laughs> because of that relationship that I had and didn't have with my, with my dad. But I, I have forgiven, I have accepted, and I am moving forward truly as, you know, as, as Alejandra, you know, with paletas and all. Um, yeah. Alejandra, this is your show. This is, this is it. This is everything that I want you to be able to bring out of yourself and out of anybody that this show touches. This is the entire point of what we are trying to accomplish, that we've all been put down by ourselves, the self-abuse that we put on ourselves, the self-doubt, the lack of self-worth, the financial worth that, that we have not allowed ourselves to believe in, that has been cast upon us, that we've been told that we're inadequate, that we are not of value, that we are just filling space. We call ourselves bodies or hands in this industry, that we're not even a whole person. We have to break all that. Right. And so my vision for this was to be able to have millions and millions of people who dedicate themselves to feeding the community now and in future generations. As somebody who's a fifth generation chef and restaurateur looking at my young sons, I didn't want them to be at the sixth generation because mm -hmm. it was it was broken and I helped break it or build it into what it is. And for us to deal with our own culpability in that and reflect on that and decide that we're going to be accountable and then do something different so we can build something different that's equitable, profitable, and sustainable for future generations. That shit matters. It really, <laughs> really matters. This is the entirety of the show. I don't care what questions you ask people. I don't care that you have a clever you know, catchphrase or something. I know that I always joke about stuff like that, but none of that stuff matters. Mm -hmm. If you stay true to what you just said, you will do great in everything that you do because you will continue to pull amazing people into your orbit. And that is literally what Best Served has created and hold it holds space for. So I don't know that we can talk anymore because that pretty much is the end of, of this episode because that was amazing. Uh, you're going to be able to talk a lot more. Everybody's going to hear about this. Now it's a cliffhanger. Mango chili, people. There's a story there. You're going to read an article about it. We'll make sure and drop it into the comments of this episode so that you can make sure and mark your calendar, follow the journey. I think it's important. You embracing who you are, no matter how much self-doubt you have or external doubt, is what everybody in this industry is dealing with every day. So you may not know it, but you've been out of this industry for your entire life. You just finally <laughs> decided to do something about it. And I think so many people will resonate with that. So uh, with that, I'm going to uh, take my bow, leave the stage, and allow you a couple moments to speak to your audience now as you take uh, on this journey. And I'm so grateful that you put enough trust in myself, Sophie, best served, to be a part of that. So thank you so much. Muchas gracias, Jensen. En verdad, en todos ustedes es un placer, es un honor estar compartiendo uh, este, estos mensajes con, con ustedes. Yo sé que Best Served en Español tiene muchos uh, 
audiencia que, que necesitaba escuchar, tener un show que, que amplifica las, las voces, el trabajo y el valor de toda la gente, de toda nuestra comunidad que, que nos da de comer. Realmente la, la labor latina en este país es... Este país no sobreviviría sin, sin nuestra labor. Entonces, nada, quiero, quiero aprovechar este espacio para, para tener conversaciones que, que hacen falta, que sean honestas, que, que tengan valor e inspiración también para toda la gente en esta industria porque sí valen y valen mucho. Los espero en mi próximo show y hasta pronto. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.